You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Okay, welcome back to the final half hour of Real Presence Live. With uh, I'm Jack Kennelly, and uh, the other host is my wife, Doreen. And uh, we're going to remind our, uh, our guests... Uh, uh, Roxanne and Patty, that you heard the lead-in thing. You guys are going to be uplifting and inspirational for the next half hour, okay? But, be- <laughs> but before we get to that part of it, Doreen, you've got okay. one queued up. Yep, school theme, back to school theme. Yep, jokes. Okay, hilarious jokes. Mm-hmm. So Roxanne's in the studio with us, and we're very, very happy to have a live person to smile at across the table. And um, Patty is in Bismarck. So either of you can answer this question, joke, if I can, <laughs> I can read it with my little, without glasses. Um, why are there no giraffes in elementary school? I'm terrible about stuff like this, so I'm just going to wait for the... Yeah, Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank. I can't even come up with anything slightly funny on my end. This really isn't that funny. They're they're into higher education. Well, you're really close. Again, Jack, that's three times. Close, but no cigar. Yeah, they're all in high school. Oh, (laughs) Okay, Okay, polite laughter again. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Let's get back to our guests. I mean, that's what we're paying them for, yes. right? You know, so far, <laughs> yeah. so far this morning, we've talked about conscience and courage, and we talked about a beautiful book that speaks to the heart of the child and and the adult through the words of a a wonderful Irish Dominican priest, and we have spoken about the harvest and the courage it takes to just so, um, I say recklessly. You know the word of God, and so kind of bringing it all together. Yeah, well, we have Roxanne and Patty. Yeah, and then I think you know this will probably tie in the whole thing that the church is dealing with. Uh, yeah, particularly in the West is the culture. You know, yes. our, our 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 battle against the culture. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, and the love for those close to us that God's entrusted to us. Right. That they um, would have all that he, that they yeah. would receive all that he wants to give to them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So anyway, why don't you introduce our guests again? All right, again, we have Roxanne Solonen, who is <laughs> usually on this side of the microphone. It's very <laughs> she's strange. She's in the studio. Yeah. She's, she's a guest today, usually a, a host. And we have Patty Armstrong from Bismarck, North Dakota, that I'm sure many of our listeners know of from uh, her books and her writings and all that she does in the Catholic Church. And um, these two beautiful women have been um, collaborating on a work that um, was put on their hearts to share with, well, that goes back in time to St. Monica and um, hopefully will go forward in time from this point on with its publication. So I'll let each of you ladies intru- you know, say more about yourselves and then um, you know, just have you just kind of take it away with what you would like our listeners to go away with today. Do you want to start, Patty? Well, sure. Uh, My husband, Mark, and I are the parents of 10 kids. We raised them all Catholic. 
And well, two two we adopted from Kenya. They were AIDS orphans, and they are um, doing very well in the world. And um, Roxanne and I got to know each other because we were both Catholic writers. We have between us, we have fifteen children, and we were very serious about handing down about practicing the Catholic faith ourselves and handing it down to our children. And we got good results. You know, they really <laughs> they flourished and uh, embraced the Catholic. Faith, even after um, in in our family, you know, even after they left home, but but a few have left, and um, so that that gives us a little heaviness of our heart because we really are shooting for one hundred percent on this one that we don't want any of our children to be lost, and we want them all to embrace the fullness and the beauty of the Catholic faith. So, um, as Roxanne and I, we were mentioned in a Mother's Day article in our Sunday Visitor, and Roxanne felt like, oh. Hey, there's two North Dakota writers here. We should meet each other. So she initiated us getting connected. I actually go to the same church as her mother, Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. So when she comes to town, we get together. And I think it's been about a decade that we've been friends. And one of the things that we shared is that some of our children have left the faith. So we would pray for that intention together. And as writers, we had thought maybe we would work together on a project, and Roxanne brought this idea to me, and I said, no, I'm going to wait till everyone's back, and then I'm going to write about it. And she really felt it was on her heart. She said, you know, I think we need to do this now because, um, you know, this is, this is such a big issue for so many parents. And really, once we got to talking and praying about it, I really felt that she was very, very inspired, and, and it really represents the whole book. It really is a journey and it's a companionship, and it's a community. that we're, we're going through this together, not just with St. Monica, because she she becomes our um, our model. And so we check in with her throughout the book. And what did St. Monica do in these situations? So um, I probably said way more than I needed to, so we, we get Roxanne in on this. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Patty. <laughs> well, she's been kind of very comfortable listening. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like that. Um, you know, I, I was just thinking about uh, the theme of starting back to school. Yesterday, our baby, uh, it started his senior year at Shanley, and, you know, just other kids going back and leaving. And it, it is one, it, it's always a bittersweet thing for parents to watch their children walk walk into the world. Um, and also, you know, we've, we've also prepared for this moment. That's the whole thing is to give our kids wings or whatever cliche you want to use, right? But it is, it's hard and, and your fina- uh, family dynamics change forever. So there's a lot of heart and heartache that happens around this time of year as our children are leaving and going to the next stage, even if it's kindergarten, that's the next stage of something, right? Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's, so that's already hard. And then when they go out and, and, leave the faith also that's it's it's unbearable it's especially for people like patty and i that took our faith so seriously and found it such a treasure and that that was like the whole thrust of our lives like right it didn't matter if our kids went to harvard we wanted them to get to heaven that was the whole whole point of our being Mm -hmm. and and our vocation as mothers and so to see that that wasn't sticking with all of them just was was heart-wrenching and so um even though this is a very tender topic and uh, we we see hope in our kids. It's our, the stories aren't aren't done yet, right? It's a it's an ongoing process, as it was in our own hearts and souls. Yeah, the, um, yeah. yeah. The common wisdom a while back used to be, 
well, don't worry. They'll they'll go away for a mm-hmm. while. They'll get married, have kids, then they'll come back. But now our experience, we're not seeing that. I still hear people saying that, like, oh, when they have kids and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know, not necessarily. I mean, Patty's, Patty's a grandmother, so she has that perspective, too. And that's another thing. Our book doesn't just appeal. It is focused on parents whose children have left the faith. But there's also grandparents whose children have left the faith and their grandchildren aren't being baptized. And there's godparents and there's aunts and uncles and there's sisters and brothers. So this is a this is a huge, huge issue. It's that avalanche of exodus from our, our faith and it's it's touching every single family. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody who's listening to us today who doesn't have some kind of experience with this sort of thing. And oh, if, I'm sure. Yeah. If, and if you and take, did, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you know go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'll be I'll say, be the ref. <laughs> Patty, go ahead. <laughs> well we did treat our faith seriously we did live it and hand it down and our kids embraced it so it seemed like everything was going really well and um i really love um i, I you know i'm a writer and i have a tv talk show so i've had monsignor james shea on the show he's the president of university mary and he wrote a book from um christendom to apostolic zeal and that's what we're experiencing is that the cultural winds have changed like he's i'm, I'm borrowing that quote from him so that it isn't the same world that we necessarily entered into. And it used to be that people did come back to the faith. But there's a real strong pull that didn't used to be there. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't do everything we can. And we hope we don't want anybody's kids to live this, be the faith. And I'm not all of our child. Some of them are still practicing Catholics, and we want to keep it that way. Um, but the world is very, in some ways, it's very different. And in the world of St. Monica... The reverse was happening is that, um, well, maybe it's similar because it was a pagan world and people were coming over to the faith. And isn't that what we want? We're trying to reinforce and um, re-evangelize a pagan culture. And that's the kind of culture she did grow up in um, and, and lived and raised her son in. And, and, you know, St. Monica, I know a lot of people know this in the Catholic world, but in case anyone out there doesn't, she led her, uh, she tried to lead her son uh, into to Christ, uh, and it didn't go so well at some point. He was brilliant, uh, just absolutely brilliant, and he came into some heresy after he left. Um, it, it could be compared to some of the heresies that our own children are, are met with these days. Uh, she's, she hung in there. She did everything she could. She continued to love the people around her, including her very difficult, maybe abusive husband, who ultimately um, converted before his death, along with his mother. So there was so much that she she learned through that journey. And I would say, if I could say one word that this journey brings into our lives, it's humility. Because how humble is it for to be a Catholic parent whose child has left the faith? I mean, I don't I don't know if there's anything more <laughs> more humbling than that. But as my spiritual director recently recently told me, in order for us to see God someday, we have to be humble. And sometimes that requires that we will be humiliated in some way. And so that's a hard, it's a hard to stomach that, but it is the cross. And it is bringing us closer to Christ. And in the end, this book isn't about our children leaving the faith as much as it is about us needing to come closer to Christ's heart. That self-awareness and um, understanding that there is, yep, it's your journey, it's my journey, it's their journey. It's, yeah. it's kind of like our living the faith is kind of 
nourishing the soil of these children who may have kind of gone away, which, you know, kind of, you know, it's like they have this core and you know it's in there. And how do you draw that out? But we're coming up on a break right now, but we can kind of continue this discussion and maybe talk some more about specifically about St. Monica, what she did and how we can apply, you know, her life into our lives, especially for those of us who have uh, children and grandchildren who have left the faith. So stay with us for more on Real Presence Live with Roxanne Solonen and uh, Patty Armstrong. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. While God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors, He does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you. So learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. It's no secret that parents and students alike love the University of Mary, the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. The Mary community provides students with a home away from home, one that is grounded in the rich vibrancy of the church. With nearly 60 degree programs, 18 NCAA Division II athletic teams, and a thriving university ministry program, there's something for everyone. Find your place at Mary. Visit cometomary.life. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Okay, welcome back, Real Presence Radio Land listeners. And uh, we're talking about some of the extraordinary things happening in our own area, as he said. And uh, we're talking with uh, Patty Armstrong and Roxanne Solonen about a book that they have uh, written, and I would like to mention that uh, this this book is really kind of taking off in the Catholic world, at least. I know I heard just the other day uh, the two of you were interviewed on the Teresa Tamio show, and Roxanne mentioned uh, uh, earlier before we went on the air that uh, you were interviewed uh, or a taped interview with Guadalupe Radio. So the word is getting out there, but uh, uh, I think you know, we need you to tell us. We're going to talk more specifically about the book, 
one of the things we need to know is exactly what the title is. Tell us, you know, more specific things about the book, where people can get it, and all that sort of thing. Well, the title is What Would Monica Do? And we have a, a long subtitle that basically explains the book, Consolation, Hope, and Inspiration in the Spirit of St. Monica for Those Bearing the Cross of a Loved One Who is Away from the Faith. And I have come across adult children praying for their parents. So, you know, you just never know. There's not just one one situation. You think about parents praying for their kids, and that's a very common one, but it really um, is happening in all different kinds of relationships. And you can get the book um, anywhere in Catholic bookstores. Um, Ascension Press is the publisher. You can go there. And in Bismarck, uh, the Mayo Pharmacy and the Rainbow Shop is going to be carrying it. And I know that in Fargo, the Catholic bookstores will be carrying it there, too. Right, okay, right so, Roxanne, you talk with them. So it's not out yet. It is it's, available for pre-order, pre-order through Ascension. Yes, if you go to Ascension dot, uh, and then slash Monica, You'll, or if you just put "What would Monica do?" Ascension Press into your, you know, browser, you'll find it. Right. I think that's the takeaway. What would Monica do? Yeah, and she. And, and it's, oh, go ahead. Well, it's being released on the feast day of Saint Monica, which is the Saturday, August twenty seventh. So they should be in bookstores within a week, you know. And I know they they're ordering a couple cases because they're expecting them to go quickly, and they're worried that once it sells out, that sometimes it takes a while before you can reorder. Um, and so this is just something that everybody is hearing everywhere they go. And and really the book itself is, um, we covered everything that we could think of. And we worked with the publisher and we had brainstorming sessions. And it's everything from relationship and not, you know, forgiveness, anger, um, what's the condition of the church today uh, in our families. And we're looking at St. Monica, how did she handle things? Um, what did she do in this particular situation? For instance, you know, we think, well, she lived in the 4th century. How much could we have in common with her? Well, you know, there's a lot in, that reflects today's world. Her son went away to school. He came back with a girlfriend and a child out of wedlock. Um, and she grappled with, well, how should I handle this? Um, she prayed for her husband, who eventually converted. She had a difficult mother-in-law. You know, there's just so many aspects to her faith that, yes, it was a different era, but when it comes to the faith, a lot of it was the same. And ultimately, she didn't convert her son. (laughs) She cried many tears and at some point was told the mother of that many tears is your son will will convert um, in so many words. But anyway, at that point, she let go and let others guide him and really put it in God's hands. And that's what we have to do as well. Um, There's St. Ambrose that, that... accompanied her and took over and god is with our children even when they leave home and they leave the faith god doesn't ever leave them when we raise them up in their baptism and confirmation and give them over to god he takes it seriously and he doesn't give them back he takes them (laughs) i don't think we've mentioned that her son was saint augustine i don't think we've named him yet and for some of our listeners who might not know he was considered one of the greatest doctors of the church Absolutely, yes. yes. I, sometimes we take yeah. those little details for granted, but, mm-hmm. and yes, and he did come back, and he was, yes, one of the most influential theologians throughout Christendom, not only in his time, but today as well. He is still being quoted by Protestants and Catholics alike. Mm-hmm. His books are still in bookstores, his book Confessions and others. So when you think about what a conversion, <laughs> that, you know, through his mother's prayers, and she prayed for him and cried for 17 years, and St. Um, 
Ambrose really was somebody who, you know, it's not always going to be us. So we need to let go and surrender and, and pray that God puts those people and events and inspirations into our children's lives. But St. Ambrose had told her to talk less to your son about God and talk more to God about your son. And that is basically the message of the book, is that we're going to go deeper in our own faith. That's the best thing we can do for our kids right now, um, that we tried everything else. <laughs> and so let's go deeper in our own faith. And one of our chapters is worry is not a prayer. So we have to still celebrate our faith and have joy and trust that if we put our children into God's hands, that He's going to take care of them. And then we have to do our part by praying. Could you both talk a little bit about what um, the Holy Spirit uh, did or accomplished or is accomplishing in your hearts and lives through the work of putting this book together? I think bringing us back to the cross, and I kind of talked about it earlier about being humbled. Um, that This has really been a journey that's revealed God's love for us, his caring for us, and, and that he is very close to the brokenhearted. It is a grieving. We don't want to make light of that. We want to bring hope and community, but we don't want to make light of the fact that this is, this is a grief that we're going through, but God is there to console us as he was St. Monica, and he will, he will bring us closer to him if we let him. Through this suffering, yeah, it, it's, and then he's bringing he's bringing good out of this too, because it is good to be humbled. Because then you do stop depending on yourself so much, and you depend more on God. And you know, at some point, we thought we had everything taken care of, and you know, we were getting good results. So, it kind of pulled the rug out from under us. We didn't expect things to happen this way, um, and so we do go deeper in our faith, and it's the Catholic way where. We are not wasting the suffering and the burden. We just keep giving it over to God and offering it up. That's a Catholic thing because we understand that our own salvation was won through suffering. Also, I want to let people know that we are planning. We don't have the dates exactly set with 15 kids. We have a lot to work around, but we will be doing some book signings and, and some appearances locally. So well, stay tuned for that. I'm sure Real Presence will be happy to help us out with the announcement. Yeah, I, I, it seems to me that this book would be a wonderful thing for people who, you know, they're, they're concerned about, you know, I can't beat my kids up with the catechism, you know. Right. Where, you know, it, and it kind of gives them, I would think, you know, ideas on. What can I do in this time of waiting and praying and hoping? Yes. Right, mm-hmm. and let the Holy Spirit do the work. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, we're coming up on a hard break in the end of our interview, but this has certainly been fun, and I, I certainly, Doreen and I, wish you all the best with the, the sale of the book. I'm sure it's going to go nuts. I mean, this is a, a timely book that a lot of people, I think, are waiting for. Yes, and thank I, you for all the work that you put into it. And, um, be, and I invite our listeners to pray for the fruits of this, of this work that, that will be accomplished. Amen. Amen. And St. Augustine. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Roxanne and Patty. And uh, for all you listeners, thanks for staying with us. And uh, I guess right now, I guess we go to our technical director preview of the next show, which a lot of you have been waiting for. And Rachel, I know you're excited to get on the air, so take it away. On the next Real Presence Live, Thursday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Kelly Schneider and Amanda Ellerkamp are your hosts, coming to you live from Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. 
Bishop David Kagan from the Diocese of Bismarck will be sharing about how Catholics can continue to promote a culture of life. And Father Christian Smith will be talking about how to guide students to Christ in their everyday lives. All this and much more is coming on the next Real Presence Live, Thursday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. There's two minutes to go. You still have some more to fill in here. <laughs> Actually, I think Dreen's going to queue up one of her... Uh, oh, one of my hilarious Yeah, Roxanne jokes. is still here, too, in the studio, so she can help us with the answers. Okay. Anxiously awaiting this joke. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Why do math books always look so sad? Mm. Jack, you've been used to these jokes. Because nobody understands them. <laughs> Best not right answers today. <laughs> well, I'm speaking for myself yeah. on that one. Yeah. Okay, it's because they're filled with problems. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, I can tell you a story about me and math. All right. I took my first college math class. The guy was talking about four different kinds, three different kinds of integrals, and I can name them. And I remember sitting in this class thinking, I have no clue what an integral is. <laughs> Absolutely none. What are they? I don't know. No, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, name the three. A Riemann integral, a Riemann Lebesgue integral, and a Riemann Stilches integral. Wow. So how, I, how have I gotten through life this far without yeah. knowing that? I don't know. How have I gotten through math without knowing what an integral is or yeah. how to apply them? Yeah. College algebra was one of my first and maybe only classes that I dropped in college because it would have <laughs> taken my whole everything. I wouldn't have been able to have any time for anything else because mm-hmm. my brain does not do it. Right. So, and right. I didn't need it for my major, so I'm like, why am I torturing myself? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Okay. Well, uh I guess we got to thank our listeners once again for tuning in to Real Presence Live. And I know we've got lots of good Catholic programming uh, following the show. I think it's uh, Jerry and Debbie after this. And uh, keep listening. We pre- And also keep supporting Real Presence Radio. So thank you for being with us. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.